Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. It is Representative James Comer, a District 1 Republican, great state of Kentucky, also the chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Uh, Representative, how are you? Nice to meet you. I'm well. Appreciate the opportunity to talk. Well, and, and uh, I, I thank you for giving us the opportunity. Man, I love you. You just came out guns blaring. You came out and you said, we're going to go after everything that's been done wrong to the American people. And oversight, it just sounds very broad to me. Tell me specifically, when, when you got the chairmanship, and I'm glad you did, I think you're the right guy, what does that committee do? Do you oversee, frankly, everything? Well, what the committee's mission is supposed to be is to uh, root out waste, fraud, abuse, and mismanagement in the federal government. So that's a pretty broad That's topic. everything. <laughs> uh, but you look at the, the opportunity, there's no shortage of opportunities for oversight in the federal government, especially during the Biden administration, and especially when you take into consideration that during the first two years of the Biden administration, the Democrats provided absolutely no oversight whatsoever. So not only do we have to provide oversight uh, from this day moving forward, We've got to go back two years and do the work that the Democrats failed to do. Well, they frankly were giving cover to Biden. I mean, that's really what they were doing. Anything he did didn't matter. Everything that he did wrong didn't matter. Everything that was being stolen from the American public or we were being lied to about, they covered it and basically said Trump bad, Comer bad. So so now you're going to be able to do some actual oversight. The first thing jumping in, I know how how you've been on all the, the networks and you've been talking about this from the floor as well. You've got to do oversight on these documents. So let's hit that right up front. You and I both know that President Trump had the ability to declassify anything he wanted. Vice President Joe Biden didn't. Vice President Joe Biden having one classified document that he wasn't able to declassify, which means he didn't classify it to begin with, is illegal. It's against federal law. We know that. He's got boxes of it in his garage. He's got some at the Penn Biden Center. He's got some at his mom's house or something. I don't know. They're all over the place. So how do you jump into that? Where do you start with that knowing that him having even one document already makes it way worse than Trump could have done on his best day, on his worst day at Mar-a-Lago. Because you know the Democrats and the, and the big news are trying to say it's the same thing and what Trump did was worse. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's much worse what Biden did. How do you start with that case? Well, I'm just trying to explain to the American people that it is much worse what Joe Biden did. He didn't have the authority to declassify. And a big part of the argument that Trump was having prior to the raid at Mar-a-Lago with the National Archives was whether or not the documents he had in his possession Uh, were declassified or not. So the president is the one person that has authority to do that. Joe Biden was vice president. He didn't have the authority to declassify anything. So as you say, anything he had, he had illegally. Plus, you take into the next uh, fact is that he had documents strode all over the place in multiple locations. Uh, That's very concerning. But then the most concerning thing probably is the discrepancy between how President Trump has been treated by the Department of Justice versus how President Biden is being treated. They raided Mar-a-Lago in SWAT team attire. They went through every room, including Melania's closet and Barron's room, looking for stuff at Trump at Trump's place. Then Biden has documents in multiple locations. Uh, they've never once sent anyone from the FBI or the DOJ over there. They're just letting his personal attorneys, who we have no idea who they are, go through and look for classified documents even though they don't have security clearance to look at classified documents. So essentially, he has his own personal attorneys going through cleaning up a crime scene while President Trump suffered the humiliation 
of uh, the FBI raiding his personal residence. It's another example of a two-tier system of justice in America, another example of the weaponization of the DOJ under Merrick Garland. Uh, truly is a two-tiered system, and I just want to, you already know what I'm about to say, but let me make sure that those watching and listening understand. President Trump has what is just about a skiff at Mar-a-Lago. He's got Secret Service agents guarding that, that area. He had these documents under lock and key. The FBI said, do me a favor, put another lock on it. He did. He did everything they wanted, and they were negotiating. A very good case can be made, uh, um, Chairman, that President Trump, and this was on the 19th of January, he was still the president, just by saying, take those boxes to my house, declassifies it. Him just saying that declassifies everything. So the mm-hmm. argument that Trump did something horrible, remember they were telling us that he was selling the nuclear codes to, to Russia? Right. How stupid was that whole thing? And what Biden has literally said, and I want to just reiterate what you, you just said, the FBI has not been on any of these searches to go find from the, the Penn Biden Center, whatever that is, uh, and go find from the Delaware House, uh, it, it, that Hunter Biden was paying $50,000 a a month for give me a break um they're not even allowed to go it doesn't make any sense why is this happening where biden gets to direct exactly how it goes when we know he could not have had any of those documents legally right and that's a big problem and that's why we're investigating this it's not just about biden's mishandling of classified documents it's how the department of justice has handled the biden situation versus the trump situation yes uh, if it were if there was any way possible for the doj to have less credibility uh, this week than they had last week. They're proving it every day uh, with their actions on how they're turning a blind eye to all the shenanigans that are going on with Joe Biden's documents. Now, look, Joe Biden had Hunter Biden and his brothers in and out of that house multiple times over that four year period where where uh, he had no Secret Service protection. N- These people are under major investigation by the House Oversight Committee for influence peddling. Now, why are adversaries transferring millions of dollars to the Biden family for their shady business dealings and for the Biden Center for Diplomacy. Right. Is it is it out of charity? Is it because they think he's doing a good job or is it because they want something in return? They want a return on their investment. And then you see that they're handling mishandling classified documents. That's very concerning. This is a national security crisis. We're not doing this for revenge because the DOJ raided Mar-a-Lago. We're doing this because we're very concerned that this White House is compromised and the fact that they had classified documents in an unsecure location where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, two brothers who are known influence peddlers were in and out of, it's very concerning. District 1 Republican, great state of Kentucky. It is uh, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, and I appreciate you coming on. There is a picture that, that surfaced yesterday of Hunter Biden with some women in the Corvette. Or something that you know was being backed out and, and pulled back in um, from that garage where there was like the documents were next to the oil, you know, on the on the workbench. Uh, we know that there is an adjacent room that we're not allowed to know what it was where other documents were found and even more documents were found. Do we even know what the Penn Biden Center is? I'd never heard of somebody uh, in power saying, let me send the lawyers to go clean out an office. Allegedly, we're supposed to believe that lawyers were sent to clean out an office and went, oh, look at this. We've got some classified documents here. Something they found out almost a week before the midterm election, by the way, as you know, James. Um, and right. we weren't told about until after the midterm election. So sort of like the Hunter Biden laptop, the American public wasn't given full disclosure again. So how bad is it that Hunter Biden, whose own laptop implicates himself, his uncle, his aunt, his father, in some sort of a possible international criminal ring, had access to these documents anytime he wanted them? It's very bad especially when you consider the fact that he's banned from a very nice hotel in California. Right. Uh, he's banned from ever going there again because he was bringing uh, bad people 
in and out of that hotel. Right. He's banned from an office building on the Atlantic coast because he was doing the same thing. So here's a guy who has a known record of having uh, shady associates in and out of his presence. And he had access to those documents. Again, you know, it, it's very concerning because Hunter Biden uh, has made a living off of selling access to his father. Right Now, Joe Biden has already said he had no idea about those documents, and he's probably telling the truth, which honestly makes it even worse that he didn't know uh, th- those documents. You know, it, I find it hard to believe that when they unloaded the documents from the vice president's office, that they took them to two separate locations. You, right. you would believe that there's a high level of possibility that they took them to the Biden Center, and then someone took them from the Biden Center to the Biden House. And it was probably the picture of the it was probably the person in the picture driving that Corvette. But with the Biden Center, let me say this real quick. We were already investigating the Biden Center because of the enormous amount of money from China that was flowing to the University of Pennsylvania to fund the Biden Center. There is a pattern of anonymous Chinese money wires to Biden family interest, whether it be Hunter's shady business deals, whether it be the Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania or whether it be for Hunter's artwork. There's a pattern here, and everyone should be extremely concerned. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, his artwork was, uh, my seven-year-old does better art. And um, he was selling it for half a million dollars, $750,000. You're not allowed to ask, even from the oversight committee, who was purchasing it, so-called purchasing it. And then how about this $50,000 a month rent to his father? I mean, again, I'm just somebody who's maybe watched too much you know, crime uh, videos uh, or crime movies. It seems to me that could be an easy way to launder some money. So what, do, do you as the House Oversight Committee chair get to look into that, um, you know, Mr. President, or maybe you bring Hunter Biden in? Why are you paying so much money to your father for a house that isn't worth more than three or four thousand a month? That's why we're requesting the bank records. I'm, gotcha. I'm not 100 percent certain on what went on with the fifty thousand dollars. He was paying that much rent to that Swiss Army build or Swiss uh office building right. in Georgetown, the one that he eventually got kicked out of. Right. So, you know, regardless, we're pretty confident that there was money uh, that Hunter Biden was spending uh, on upkeep in various uh, Biden locations. We're, we're pretty confident that there's a pattern of where Hunter Biden was paying for things of value for Joe Biden. So there's going to be lots of investigations into the, the bank records, into the transaction. So that's why we've requested from Treasury those bank violations. And that's why we're requesting from different banks that Hunter was operating out of uh, information about bank records, because we believe that there could be a pattern here of where not only was Hunter getting money from anonymous sources among our adversaries around the world, but he was also paying for things of value for his father. Yeah, exactly right. It's uh, Oversight Committee Chair. It is uh, James Comer from the great state of Kentucky. Let me ask you something in a general sense, if you don't mind. You and I, I think, agree. We're in line that we believe the deep state has become weaponized. We, We specifically think the DOJ has been weaponized. If it is, if we're right, and we are, what do you do about it? Can you do anything? Because this would have tentacles that go back generations in those mm-hmm. departments where they're sort of running the game and we think that we're electing people that are doing right by us. Um, how do you undo it if what we think is true? Well, I think the key here is that there have been so many whistleblowers come forward within the FBI. Uh, we're, they're mainly talking to Jordan. Jordan and I talk on a regular basis, Jim Jordan. Uh, they want to see the FBI get back to its respected status yeah. among its peers and among uh, the American public. 
they realize that the FBI has been weaponized. They realize that uh, they've been involved in elections and they're uh, involved in censoring conservative speech. So I believe that once we bring it out to the forefront, what's going on at the DOJ, once the American people hear it from the from the the sources within the Department of Justice and within the FBI and within the other government agencies that have been weaponized and politicized by the liberal left, right. then I think that we'll have a better chance at being able to pass reforms. We obviously want to hold people accountable. And at the very least, we want to see a lot of new faces in leadership positions at the FBI. But you're going to see a lot of reforms at the FBI. Reforms like right now, if the FBI talks to someone, they're not required to record the conversation, whereas other law enforcement are. And it's your word against the FBI's word. Look, the FBI's word doesn't mean a lot right. with uh, conservatives right now in America. So that's unfortunate. And they're going to have to be significant reforms at the FBI and the DOJ. So hopefully we'll be able to be successful in that. But right now, we just need to shine a light on how bad it truly is right. there at the Department of Justice. I've had whistleblowers Kyle Serafin and Steve Friend on my show, and these guys did exactly what you said. These are FBI agents who said, I'm not going to do that. That's violating their rights. That's violating the Constitution. And because of that, they've been punished. Um, that in and of itself shows the FBI and the DOJ probably has uh, has a real problem with with. Uh, putting out equal justice under the law to everyday right. Americans, like the guy who was praying at a, at a, an abortion center. He, he's raided at his house in front of his seven kids. That makes no sense. And so you've right. got people who are willing to step forward. And I'm glad that you're talking to them. I had Jordan on earlier this week and he's talking to them as well. I think that's great. But when you've got Merrick Garland, the attorney general, literally putting out, you know, a, a, a piece of information from the top cop in the United States saying, if parents go to a school board meeting, and get a little bit riled up at the school board members, we're going to investigate them as domestic terrorists, possibly. I mean, that's a problem. Can you put a stop to that right now? We're going to try. Unfortunately, the Senate did us no favors in funding these agencies for the next nine months. That's probably the worst thing that's happened in Washington in a long time, that omnibus spending bill, because the power of the purse is how Republicans in in the House majority can try to get some of these government agencies under control. But unfortunately, the the Senate Republicans, for whatever reason, went along with the Democrats and funded these government agencies for the next nine months. Now, that's going to stop and Republicans are going to put their foot down. I think you see uh, we've got different personnel on these committees now that are going to stand up and fight and draw a line in the sand and say, look, you're either going to come clean and you're going to be transparent with the American people about where you're spending money and who's making decisions and who's going to be held accountable for these bad decisions that are being made. Or we're going to absolutely uh, take the the scissors to your budget and just start cutting as deep and as hard as we can, because this has to stop. And that's the one way to get their attention in Washington is through the power of the purse. Yeah. What the Senate did was disgusting. And it really bears re-mentioning. The Senate could have just stopped that from going and just agreed to a CR until you guys took over in the House. Uh, they didn't do that. And there's no rhyme nor reason why they did that unless, of course, they're fine with spending you know, $31 trillion. It's uh, Chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, great state of Kentucky. Let me ask you quickly about January 6th. And by the way, thank you for giving me some time today. You've got detainees absolutely. who are still behind bars. Um, they have no Eighth Amendment right to even bail out, while we've got people who are shooting people in other cities that are, are getting out with no cash bail. Mm-hmm. Why are these people being persecuted like this? Why aren't they getting a fair day in court? And when Speaker McCarthy says we're going to release all the videotape, um, what do you think that's going to show us? I have no idea what the video shape tapes are going to show, but I do know that uh, it doesn't seem that a lot of these 
detainees have received due process or have received equal treatment under the law. We have a lot of people on the oversight committee, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Andrew Clyde come to mind, Uh, obviously Scott Perry, uh, Paul Gosar. Uh, They're very concerned. They want to kind of take a lead in this uh, and visit those uh, detainees and and see exactly how they're being treated to try to get uh, an up-to-date analysis of where they are in court, where they are with respect to due process, why it's taking so long. So that's going to be a priority. Uh, But we also have this weaponization committee that Jim Jordan will chair, and they may in the end take the lead. But I know I have a lot of my new committee members who are very concerned about that and want to go and pay a visit to many of them uh, as soon as they can once we finally get our committees installed and get up and going in the house. And it's an open secret that the that somebody from the deep state had people who were either undercover people working for the DOJ, probably not FBI agents, but nobody Christopher Ray is not denied that there might be people who are working in conjunction with the DOJ who were there riling things up that day. Will we ever know that? Yeah, I think the uh the main person his name slips my mind, uh he's going to be one of the Ray people of interest Ray Epps yeah. is going to be one of the people of interest for the new weaponization committee. I've Good. already uh, uh, gotten that memo, so I'm, I'm confident that's going to happen. Representative, I can't thank you enough for the time today. District 1 Republican, great state of Kentucky. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Come back on, would you? Be my pleasure. I appreciate you coming on. Keep it right here. Back after this. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you. I appreciate U.S. Representative District 1, Republican, great state of Kentucky, James Comer. He's the House Oversight Committee Chair. And uh, really, he's just very open. Every question I asked him, he went to. And yeah, he forgot Ray Epps' name, but then we reminded him. And they want to bring him in front of the committee, which would be great. So it sounds like he and Jordan and other committee chairs in the House now want to do the job right. And yeah, we'll keep on having them on. Hey, have you done that yet? When are you going to do that? When's that going to happen? If you missed any part of that interview, it'll be up on Rumble tonight. Go to rumble.com slash Joe Pags or download the Rumble app and put in J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Make sure you stop by Instagram. Make sure you stop by Twitter. Make sure you stop by Getter. It is Joe Talk Show on all of those. we got Dr. Jesse makes a return visit next hour. The latest on COVID, the jabs, and much more. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.